Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. Podcast number 81. Back to a bit of normal uh, in the podcast uh, today. But anyways, let me go back to uh, my cohorts as always. Starting off with my boy Steph. How you doing, dude? I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I, I don't want to talk about the game from uh, Europa League, but I guess we're going to. Um, You're in for some, for some harsh news, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I'm very content with the, the way we won at Portimonense, and, uh, and we'll talk about the transfer market, which is, seems to be the topic everybody wants to talk about. For sure. For sure. Uh, how about you, Chris? How are you doing today, bro? Uh, yeah, like Steph, I'm doing all right outside the fucking not being in Europe. And I guess today could have been more devastating. Um, uh, wasn't great, wasn't bad, bittersweet, you could say. Um, so yeah, uh, been better, been worse. <laughs> and last but not least, how about you, Nando? How are you doing today, bro? I, I brought my negativity and I'm ready to, to roll with it about Liga Europa. <laughs> Um, but, uh, like Steph said, and like Chris just said, bittersweet, at least we, uh, we looked like a different team, uh, against Portimonense. So some positive to be talked about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let me quickly just check, totally slipped my mind for a second. If we got any Twitter questions, but I don't believe we did. I think we got Uh, one right there. Got one. Give me one sec there. My bad guys. By the way, I like your uh, Jersey, Chris. That is the... Goalkeeper jersey. That's what I figured. Nice, mm. nice. And then you're rocking the hoodie, aren't you, uh, Danny? I am. I am. Is that uh, this is last from edition, edition? Though it is. It was, or it was. I don't know if they're currently selling it anymore. No, I don't think they are. I was looking at it the other day, but that's a clean, clean hoodie. It's nice, right? I like it. I like More importantly, yeah. I like I that like old it, school though. jacket that Steph is wearing. It's oh. so to emblem, Papa. Dude, yeah, I love I that thing. That, yeah, that, Steph, uh, I got that it. jacket in green. I got the same one in green. Uh-huh. And I sewed a patch on. My guy, I got my grandpa too. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was that that was like the secondary jersey, that color scheme. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, back in that day here. Yeah, back in yeah. the days. Yep. Yeah. With the big uh, bit the khaki, or something baby. in the front. The khaki. I love that jersey. I, yeah, some same. of our, sorry, sorry, some sorry, of our bring all of you guys are looking so good right now. So I have to like talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let me jump right into these Twitter questions. Starting off with our boy Matt Paiva, Casa the Paiva on Twitter at mpaiva7. Uh, he asks, in big matches this season, which three midfielders do you feel Emurin uh, should be using as his go-to? Uh, Mateus Nunes, João Mario Pot, Bragança, João Mario Pot, or Pelina, João Mario Pot. Steph, I'm gonna pass that one off to you first, dude. Well, it's uh, it's obvious that Pyro likes pots. He yeah. said it, th- he said it three, <laughs> three times. <laughs> you know, pot is legal here in Canada, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I like pot. <laughs> well, everyone is moving to Canada now. Um, <laughs> Fuck that, bro. Um, so, uh, yeah, Pot, I like him too. Uh, definitely uh, Pelinha. Um, and um, I would give it to Bragança for the time being. But Jean Mario, when, when he's up and running, then I guess he'll, he's going to be a really good competition to have um, among the team. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Actually agreed. Uh, next question comes in from Joel De Silva at Joe Leung underscore 073. Yes, two questions. So the first one I'll give to Christian. Um, in your opinion, what will be our starting 11? Oh, mm. I had the question. Okay, so I'm just going to assume that uh, everyone's healthy. Yes, um, yes, of course. And we're playing with Emily's preferred 3-5. Or 3-2-3. Three, whatever, one. whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> <laughs> three five three or I don't know. All right, so the wing, the Always wingbacks are Porto and yeah, the wingbacks are Porto and Men's Nuno Men's. The center backs, I think, at this moment, I think it's Kowatz in the center, Fidal and Netu are the flanking center backs. I think Netu is ahead of Ed, Eduardo Quaresma and Dinasio on the depth chart. Um, evidenced by him playing all the games so far. Um, and then I'm going to say that the two midfielders are Pelina and uh, Gonçalves. Um, the right is, I guess, uh, well, as of right now, it's Tomas. Going to have competition from Tabata now as well. Um, I think the left is... Um, I guess, um, Vieto, uh, not really, not really sure. I mean, I'm going to say Jovan is probably the target man in the ideal situation where everyone is healthy. Um, so I'm going to say Tomas, Jovan, and then, uh, Vieto, but it could also be Nuno Sense, but I don't think he's ahead of him, but could easily pass over him in the next two games or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, to be fair. Um, and Nando, last question to you. Uh, Joel says, uh, do we need another striker? He says, in my opinion, yes. And if yes, can Super Sleeve be the one we need? So, of course, it's too late for us to get Slimani. I yep. think it's too late for us to get Slimani. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, did we need another striker? Yeah, absolutely. 100% need another striker. 100%. And um, I'll, I'll even, I'm sure we'll touch base on it, but that's kind of what led me um, to grading the question that we posted earlier about how we would rate this transfer market. I'm sure we'll, we'll all of us give it a grade, but 100% need a, need a striker. Um, for one, Ruben Oring is not sold on Sportad. I think we'd all agree with that. Um, I can't say I'm sold either on Tiak uh, Maz, too young. Um, show some talent, but I can't go into the league like this where now more than ever, because we're not in the Europa, this league becomes even more important to try to place well to go into Europe next year. Um, Slimani obviously would have been a fantastic choice. A true striker knows the club has had success there. A fan favorite, sad and unfortunate that it didn't work out. If I had my way, I would have chosen him over Jomari. No disrespect or hate or uh, ill feelings towards Jomari. I think he's a great uh, reforcer but not one that we needed as bad as we would have needed a striker. Um, so it's a little frustrating that we were not able to go ahead and fill that void. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, all right, let's just uh, – oh, and last thing from uh, Joel Leon, or from Joel, is uh, Verandes out. And uh, we here endorse that statement. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, the last game, Sparting lost to Lask 4-1. Uh, to one at home, um, kicking us out of the Europa League uh, entirely. 
Um, the 11 was as followed. We had Antonio and Dan in that. Luz Nesti, Sebastian Coates, and Fadal in the back with Poro and Nuno Mendes on the wing-back position. We had Wendell, Mateus Nunes in the midfield with Vieto, Tiago Tomaj, and Nuno Santos on top, up top with uh, our only goal coming from the kid, uh, Tiago Tomaj. Um, Steph, I'll pass it off to you, dude. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, this game? I know you were the last one that wanted to talk about it, but buddy, you're going to be the first one to talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take too long. Uh, we uh, underestimated uh, last. Uh, we thought they were just uh, a bunch of tall um, uh, players from Austria that didn't know how to play soccer. And uh, we should know better because we lost against them uh, away. And we barely won at home last year. Uh, they should have won that game. So it, it was a, a very poor display. Um, the players didn't 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 honor Sporting jerseys at all. Um, it was an embarrassment. Um, we lost six millions from the get go, and we need money because there's no ticket sales. Uh, the stadium is empty. And uh, we should have done a lot better, um, even though we, we had a lot of um, um, players conditioned because of the COVID-19 and so on. Uh, we didn't display the full ca capability and, and, and um, we lost badly. Losing at home 4-1, there's nothing else I can tell you. It's, it's an embarrassment to... Uh, to, to Sporting and uh, all the fans and the administration, I was expect, expecting much more from the team. I don't. I do. The only thing I will agree with the um, with the with the complaints that Sporting had the coaching staff is um, Kowatch didn't deserve the red card. Uh, I mean, I I saw the play several times. It was actually a clean cut, and that yeah. condition and that conditioned the game. A lot, but I think we would have still still lost even if Quatch was on the pitch, uh, because every time they 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 every time they kicked the ball, they took a shot, they scored. It's one. It was one of those days that uh, last. No matter what they did, they would score uh, each play, and we were the opposite. We had quite a few chances to score, and we couldn't score. We couldn't put the the, the ball in the net. Um, so to wrap it up. We should have done better, and uh, I disagree with the journalists Portuguese when they say, "Oh, now we can focus on the on the Liga Nós." Uh, that's a, a, a bullshit assessment. You always be in the you always want to be in the Europa Liga, so you expose to to the whole world. And now we we pissed away ten ten games, and the uh, and a lot of money we could have made. If if a team makes it all the way to the final, I think it's twenty six million that you yeah. make. Now you tell me that twenty six million is not a lot of money? Are you kidding me? A club like Sporting struggling that we're pissing away money like that. Anyway, total total embarrassment, total poor display. You vergonha para Sportingistas, and I'll never forget the, this defeat for a while. And Bifikistas and Portistas making fun of us. Hey, we deserve it because we made fun yeah. of them when they lost their, against Park. I don't even know what the fuck it is, Park, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Miss, we lost it against a, a team that's called Lask. For God's sake, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's 
anyway, the team that didn't it. didn't really do anything in Europe up until uh, Bro, until last season, they, really. When they slapped us three nothing after. Comment about the name because I literally when I kept trying to see what they were really called, and it was like it's called Lash Lins. I was like, no, 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 that's the abbreviation to some shit. What's it really <laughs> called? Nando, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no, I'll pass uh, it off to you though. Or sorry, go ahead, Steph. And uh, really quick, this is uh, yeah. the second time in our history that we haven't gone to uh, international competitions. And so, again, congratulations to Verandas for a phenomenal fucking accomplishment. Another record broken under Verandas. Claps all the well way done. around. They even, released, well they even released a third uniform to be worn in Europe, and uh, at least it got burned in one game. Right. <laughs> and uh, Lauren actually brings up a great point. Riwav put us to shame after their effort and performance versus AC Milan. Riwav, we're, we're looking like the uh, the big team in Portugal after that performance. They, they got, they the true, the true team in green and white. Uh, Nando, I'll pass it off to you, though, dude. What were your thoughts on this game? I mean, I think we're all going to express um, similar feelings towards this uh, stuff. Nailed it. Um, not only talking about the disappointment and the clear embarrassment that we were, um, it, it's gotten to the point where it's like I don't expect any other poor result to surprise me or to leave me kind of like with a, a stunned face. Uh, but somehow, some way, Spartan of Randish finds a way to leave me scratching my head and to sit here and sit back and go like, what is this? You know, who are these players? What are they doing to our club? Um, we definitely underestimated them. Uh, I believe we played them recently too in Europa. I don't know if it was last year or the year yeah, before that. Yeah. Uh, it was last year, right? Last year, yeah. We beat them 2-1 yeah. in the group and then they beat us 3 nothing on the second yeah. leg. So you would hope that we would know them a little better or perform a little better, but clearly not. My uh, biggest takeaway though in terms of the performance, all right, um, we didn't miss some opportunities, but my goodness, was our defense absolutely atrocious. Um, I think every single yeah. one of their goals, other than the free kick, and the free kick came directly from the foul. I agree with Steph that it wasn't shouldn't have been a foul. Um, but you take the first goal, which I believe was on a corner kick, no defender jumps, clear header. Uh, then you had the second goal. Um, Poru. Poru shot yeah. his pants on that one. Yep, he like yep. went for the header, like a backwards header, and then it fell to the to the straight. Exactly, and and back in the in the in the big box, and he just pushes it in, shoots it in, nothing hard there. Another horrible defensive play. Um, and then the last one, you have the chip over the goalie, perfect, nice yeah. chip. I'll give him kudos to that. But once again, another through ball through the defense. I'm not a big fan of that uh, three four three that Ruben Amorim likes to play. Um, I don't think our players suit that well. Um, but again, horrible defense. Everybody's kind of mortal chasing the ball. Um, so we, we just absolutely sucked period. Um, but yeah, man, there's not much more to say to that other than the fact that it, it's embarrassing. Um, we needed to go to Europa league, you know, Benfica, yeah, they missed an opportunity to go to champions league, but they're still in the Europa league. And, um, we're sitting here, where are we going to get money from? You know what I mean? Like where, yeah. where's the money coming from this, that game now makes this league, this season that much more important because we cannot piss away this league now and run the risk of finishing behind a Braga and having to do this Europa League bullshit all over again going into next year. You know what I mean? So that, to me, on top of the fact that it was embarrassing, just put even more pressure on the administration, on the players, on the coach. And they, they caused it themselves. They have nothing to blame but them. 
But it's embarrassing, man. We cannot be losing four to one games like that against Lask Lins. The fuck? A hundred percent. I agree with you. A hundred percent. Our history definitely demands more. The, the investment in the team so far this transfer window, I would say, demands more uh, than a 4-1 loss and not even making Europa League. Uh, but I digress. Chris, last but not least, dude, what were your thoughts on the game, dude? Um, basically, the only like point in the uh, in the game that we were that were was acceptable was like ten minutes, fifteen minutes between like the thirtieth and and halftime. Outside of that, they dominated from the beginning. Um, we were getting absolutely demolished by Trauner. Um, their center back, the Baldy, who scored the first goal. Um, he was everywhere. He was annihilating us. He was threatening. He had multiple chances, scored one of them. Um, and then, I mean, the second half opened and Purushat his pants. Kowats got sent off and it was just like bang, 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 bang. And there's still plenty of time left, but they just scored three goals in like 10 minutes. So we're fucked. Um, and then just the end was just like, you know, it was just, it just it was like watching like you're in a trance, you know, because it's four one. There's like 15 minutes left, and it's just nothing's happening. They're getting a couple half chances, but you know it doesn't matter. And it, it was just like a painful viewing experience. Um, I want to give a shout out to Poru though for earning himself one of the worst, if not the worst, goal point ranking I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Facts. He, he put up a 1.8, and he played the full 90 minutes. Um, also want to say Nunu Sense, despite assisting a, the goal, was also almost unwatchable. Vieto, unwatchable. Um, Mateus Nunes and Wendell. Um, Wendell was okay. Mateus Nunes wasn't good. Um, the center backs were... We're okay, I guess. No one was really that great. Kawat's got himself sent off, so that's pretty poor. And Adan, uh, don't really recall him making any saves, so maybe one or two. He did save one or two with his legs after it was already 4-1 to stop it from being like 6-7-1. Um, so I guess a little too late, too little too late there. But, I mean, this is a disgrace. It's pathetic and sad that we're not going to be in Europe at all next season. Um opportunity to make yeah most likely between like six to eight million um <laughs> like steph said not really in a position to be pissing away money like that right now um just you know the honor of, of playing in europe uh playing against bigger clubs getting the recognition getting your players scouted stuff like that um there's a level of prestige that the club like sporting should always aspire to to have and you know not coming or not or falling short by such a large margin is it's unacceptable. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, um, Nando, I actually had a question for you because I know you're the more passionate on this and we can obviously go into a little debate if anything, but from our Aussie Tuga from Jose Costa George, I don't know if you can see it on the screen. He oh, asked any word on Emoring. I know you like him, but this misery was his fault for this. So mm -hmm. Jose, just a quick, a quick uh, little, um, uh, a little side note. Most of us like him, but my boy Nando here, not his biggest <laughs> fan. So Nando, what do you think on that, man? Does this loss 
obviously it falls yes. on a lot of on a lot yes. of shoulders. It falls on players. It falls on the president. Does it fall on Amuring as well? Oh, fuck yeah, it falls on Amuring. I I don't give a damn if Sporting had spent a penny or a hundred million dollars, U.S. dollars or euros or whatever. He was bought out. It's not his fault he was bought out, but he's the coach of Sporting. If he wants to further his career outside of Sporting or even at Sporting, he cannot have the team playing as poorly as they have been playing in games leading up to this game uh, and then play or have that kind of that kind of performance. He can't. At the end of the day, the saying is always what, right? It's cheaper to let go of the coach than it is to let go of 11 players. Yeah. So, um, yes, somebody is the commander of the boat. Varandas is the president. Varandas chose the coach. The coach is an extension of Varandas' confidence, of Uviana's confidence. And if he isn't playing, or I'm sorry, if he is not coaching and training these players to perform better all the time, but in particular in games like this, which is one game and you're in or you're out, uh, yeah, it's his fault. I can't sit here and I can't possibly think that Spartanguistas are going to say, like, Opa, Ruben Amrif, he, he did everything possible. I mean, he was fantastic with his substitutions. The players played well. The ball just didn't go in. No, that's not the case. On top of that, um, I don't agree with a lot of his choices. Um, so, yeah, I blame him. I blame him a lot. Um, I won't say he's 100% at fault here, but he's definitely going to be shouldering and, to, and carrying a lot of that fault and a lot of that issue, which was our performance. Uh, I don't believe how anyone could think that he isn't at fault at least 50% for our performance. Because so far since being our coach, I don't think he's yet, to me at least, convinced me that, yep, every every one of those millions of euros uh, are well spent and that Spartan's in good hands. So, yeah, fuck him right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Anybody have anything to debate on that? We can have a little debate, if anything. I mean, it's, I see – sometimes I see so – I don't even really think that that is an exaggerated um, response, you know? like I don't think so either. It's his, it's his team. At the end of the day, it's his responsibility how his team performs, period. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I think that there's some fans who – really really you know like him or want to are very hesitant to give him any sort of blame um and i guess there are some fans that i guess just like hate well i mean just never agreed with him from the beginning i guess and you know yeah, it, it is I, tough, and, you know, be, and i don't mean to cut you off chris but i'll just say like i i've never hated him just because i hated him when he played for Benfica. yeah he could go fuck himself and break his leg but as a, as a coach for Braga and then to Sporting, I didn't go like, God damn it, here we go. I hate this guy, public enemy number one. No, but the conditions in which he was brought into Sporting, which again, not really his fault, um, created a uh, sense of expectation and, and now um, a responsibility that he has to live up to. And he's running out of time to live up to that expectation. And that's where I, that's where I have my issues. Basically, no. what I want to say is like the reality of the Amorim system and the Amorim results, even when he was during his best form of results, the team has never been like that high flying, that high power, like creating chances, you know, like even this most recent game, this Porto Winners game is the perfect example. Two nothing scoreline seemed comfortable. But the game was resolved quickly and efficiently, and the rest of it was, you know, pretty average, dull, not exciting at all, you know. 
And <clears throat> that's not just when we're winning 2 nothing. When the game's 1-1, it looks like that. When the game's 0-0, that Aberdeen game, it looks like that too. Like, my main gripe with him is that he's, it's, he's sacrificing, it feels like, a lot by playing this so specific three, not having a diamond of midfielders now. Like, he only plays two center mids, but we have kind of a lot of center midfield options, and it's like it feels like he's forcing this formation, and if it's not even creating that many chances, like, I really, at a certain point, you're like, why are we still playing this? Like, you got to adjust, man. Like, you got to switch it up. Like, it's not working, but... I don't know. I mean, he definitely should ride it out for now because we're starting the season. But like, yeah, I've I've yet to see it really produce the results in any really any of the games that he's coached. All like Though, fourteen uh, of them or whatever. And that that logic that this is we're starting the season, he has to ride out with him. Uh, that logic doesn't exist in uh, Verandas's mind. As uh, me and the chat actually are going off on uh, reminiscing on Kaiser Ball. Long, long live Kaiser ball. <laughs> there was that Odin ball. Remember we won like four straight, like Jovan scored True. a free kick in every game. Like those are the Listen, good times, I think I, I still think we're balling in a, in a sense where we have a stra- – I finally see a strategy in, the, in our game for once, even in that loss. Because when we were down one nothing, we were still going for it against Lask. The 2-1, I mean, that's just – that's not on Amuring, in my opinion. That's on Poru. All of it is on Poru. The red card, that's not on – that's that's not a red card, so it was hard luck by. But I 100% with you – I agree with you also in the point, Nando, where it's like circumstances, you know. Uh, he's he's the highest-paid manager in the world. We should not be losing 4-1 to last one. Mm-hmm. We should not be out of the uh, Europa League, too. But um, – I, so I do see both sides, really. Um and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll end it on that unless anything else is is uh, meant to be said for that. Uh, I Europa mean, the comments are, the comments are saying it too. It's like, yeah, he's unfireable, right? So you, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, you lose the last, you're not fired. You lose to Benfica, and you don't get in the you don't get the group stage. You don't get fired. You know, he's. I mean, you can get if he fucks up enough, like ten times, you can get fired. But like, as of <laughs> now, your average manager probably would have got fired, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, Marco Diaz. If if Sorry, they choked last season and then they and then they started again and immediately choked at the beginning of this season, you know, if if uh, Carlos Carvajal was our coach and we brought him in last year, like he might have got canned, you know. Marcel Kaiser would have gotten canned. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he did get canned for almost. The there's same a thing. world. There's a world that exists that a manager gets canned after that. Game. Yeah, if Amurin didn't pay that, it didn't cost that much. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Marco Diaz here saying RA is a one-trick pony. Nuberto Chaves saying Amurin is nothing but a Trojan horse. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> He'll never yeah. be the Trojan horse George Jesus was. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. he could, that's he, the he, he could be. Horse. But on this game against Lask, yes, I agree with all uh, the, with the panel. This one yeah. is on Amurin. He takes too long sometimes to, to do so, certain subs. And this game was going south really fast. Uh, physically, yeah. they were more fit. And that's, that's how they, they won all the 50s. And uh, they, they were just in better shape, really. And uh, we looked like Sport de Couvillain. Uh, you know, a second division team. Or I think they what second division or third division? I don't even know. They're uh, in the second division. <laughs> second, yeah. okay, that's not so bad. But we look we look terrible in playing at home. That's why it was more of an embarrassment because we were supposed to be 
uh, a a high ranking team, twenty nine in the in the Europa um, rankings. So now, of course, we're going to drop to thirties or forties, and uh, we're not going to have Portugal um, with the uh, maintaining the sixth ranked position. We because all of a sudden, uh, out of five teams, we only have three teams that could mm-hmm. potentially keep that position. All we did was contribute one win against Aberdeen. That's our European. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So, so this year, this is what what people have to understand the consequences. It's not only Sporting dropping uh, dropping on the ranking of the uh, Europa rankings, and it's also not helping Portugal, which will affect us in the long run if we want to go to the Champions League next year. It's going to be the first time that we we potentially will have three teams in the Champions League. But thanks to it could be gone, could be gone right away. It could away. be gone just like that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it could be gone just <laughs> like that, and that's that's what bothers me the most. Uh, we have a big lead on the 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 seventh country behind us. It's I think Belgium uh, or Russia, and then on top of us, it's France. We'll never catch France now. Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. This one is on Ruben Emuding. He didn't prepare the team well enough. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And with that, we'll uh, jump to the uh, Portimonense game, um, where Sporting responded responded well, um, a two nothing win away from home um, against Portimonense, who technically got relegated last season, but uh, you know, stew ball happened. Um, but anyways, they had uh, we had uh, the virtually the same eleven. Uh, we had a then in that. With Fidel, Quach, and Luis Neto, Nuno Minj, and Pedro Poro on the wing back position. We had Pedro Gonzalves instead of Wendel, um, who then departed to Zenit, with Mateus Nunes in the midfield as well, with Nuno Santos, Tiago Tomaj, and Luciano Vieto. Uh, goals coming from Nuno Minj uh, with a beautiful goal, and then Nuno Santos surprisingly getting, getting a header. Um, but yeah, 2 nothing win. Um, Steph, I'll ask you, dude. What were your thoughts on the, on that game? We we played uh, well the first twenty minutes, and then uh, and that's when we 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 scored really fast. Our two goals, great goal by Noon Men's. Oh my god, that guy's a baller. Kids um, are, yeah. Oh man, that kid is is awesome. I mean, just to, today, I was like, I hope they don't sell him. I hope they don't sell him. I hope they don't sell him. And thank goodness he wasn't sold. Uh, but at the same time, the Russian market, I think he only closes on the 17th. So I'm still afraid that a Russian team might scoop him or something. Um, but we kept Noon Mint and we kept Giovanni. But that game, going back to that game, phenomenal goal, water baller, one of the best players we have. Fernand Sanchez from the, our national team. I don't know why he didn't call him, but he called Cicada. They only played, they played a few minutes. And uh, Braga lost two games. They finally won one, uh, a big one, uh, for nothing at Mureirense. But you, you telling me that Cicada is better than a men's? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah, wake up exactly. and, wake up and smell the coffee. Who the fuck is Cicada? Most people don't even know who he is. So it bothers me that Fernand Sanz is giving minutes to potentially who he be, I don't know who's the his agent is it I didn't even know he was portuguese to be honest yeah he is but who, who's his agent his agency maybe that's why he got called double something like that but you know besides that and a great goal by noon sense um 
Uh, he really, what a header. Really, uh, great great game from Sporting from the 20 minutes, and then they start managing. And that's fine because they, they had a game in the middle of the week. And and I'm okay with that. And it was a solid win and away at Portimonense. Not easy to win at Portimonense. And uh, if you if you told me that after three three rounds we would be uh, with with six points potentially with nine if we win against Gil Vicente, Gil Vicente, which we're more than capable of doing so, I would tell you, yeah, I'll take it. Um, but it was very important to win this game at Portimonense because what's the next game at home, Cuporto. Yeah. So, so it was it was key to 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 finish the round uh, the third one with a positive note, and we did. So I feel much better against Porto, which they lost some key players. Uh, so I think it's going to be like a 50-50, But we'll talk about that later. But great win. I didn't watch most of the game. I just saw the highlights. Uh, I had to work, so sometimes it sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, but that's all I got to say about that game. Yeah, fair enough. And just uh, a quick um, follow-up. So, funny enough, Nunu Minj and Nunu Skater are actually uh, from the same um, agency. Same agency as Judson Fernandes and Bruno Fernandes. It's from MRP Position. Position number? That's what it's so they are in transfer market. So, um, yeah, not George Minj, not Justy Foot, to my surprise. Uh, mm. Bernando, I'll pass it off to you as well. What were your thoughts on the 2-0 uh, win, the response? It was, it was good to see that they they responded um, quickly uh, to that loss against uh, Lash, that they didn't get hung up on it. Uh, that could have turned into a very bad sequence of games for Sporting, and that was my fear going into the game that we maybe ended up tying or losing. Then, like Steph just said, play Porto at home, um, and then that suddenly turned into a bad cycle there for us, right? So we we got a good win, a good win away at those those kind of trap games as we like to call it here in America. And um, uh, a couple things. Um, Spartan is very much uh, a managed team so far under Ruben, uh, under Ruben Amorim, like Chris said earlier. Um, they don't seem to want to go for the throat or to really like try to kill it off and just end it like, you know, the George Zeus squads like to do for Befica or even Sergio Cossessão when they're doing well. Um, so that worries me a little bit. Um, because I'm worried and a little apprehensive that all it takes is, you know, depending on the score or goal to put that opposing team back in it. I don't want to talk about too many negatives in the game, though, because we won and that's important. Uh, a couple things for me that stood out, um, I really enjoyed uh, Nuno Sun's header. I really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those moments in the game where we were playing really well. A lot of, like, good touches on the ball. Um, there's not much more to say about Nuno Min's goal other than, like, what a goal, right? That's pure mm-hmm. class. That's dribbling and a goal created all by him and himself the patience the 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 awareness of of that cutback and 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 getting that ball around that player to go ahead and and, and score it himself is phenomenal um i'm tired of neto um i've been tired of him for a while um i'd like to see him uh ride the bench for a while i don't feel comfortable or confident with him back there especially in that three um defender scheme i'd like to see like an eduardo Quaresma take his place again and give that young kid some more, some more play time. Um, but all in all, like our high moments in the game were good enough to get two goals out of it. And then we just managed. Um, Adan too, the goalie, I, I'm liking his performances thus far. I feel a little safe with him back there. Um, yeah. You know, he, he has a lot of 
a lot of saves in which he he smartly pounces back on the ball or like really tries to kill time to kill momentum. I don't know. It just seems like he's just a a good vet goalie right now, and I enjoy that. And hey, that's three points. So right now we're doing what we need to do, take away the Julius game that hasn't been played yet. We've got all victories, um, and so far so good league wise. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, just a quick thing, like Christian reminded me just before we went online, um, you're gonna have to put up with Natu, dude, because Fidal just went out. So uh, it's it's, it's not looking like uh, it's not looking like Natu's gonna come out of the team anytime soon. I thought maybe you know with uh, Eduardo coming back from COVID could be the case. But, That's what uh, I'm hoping too, man. Yeah. I'm really hoping that Quaresma comes back in because last year, what he was. He was everybody. What everybody talked about for the longest time. Yeah, you know, he was our top young player to to look out for. So. Yeah, he was exciting when he was in there. But truthfully, right now, I think he's the fifth. I choice. agree. I, I think agree. he's behind it now too. Hopefully, now he might get a get a starter too. Um, but hey, I, I mean, um, Neto, yeah. Neto got got a lucky break from. Uh, from the COVID-19 and uh, he took adventures of it and he's been playing on a regular basis and he's been playing so-so and now it's up to Quaresma to get it back, to his, his uh, position back. Yeah, exactly. Um, Christian, what were your thoughts on the game, dude? Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, the first 20 minutes were great. It felt like it was a really good bounce back game. We took, took our chances immediately, we're efficient. Um, it felt like it was going to be a statement, statement win, and it uh, really, it really didn't end up becoming that. Throughout the entire second half, it just felt like we were waiting. I, I was waiting for Porto Monense to score and to make it two one, and then for us to have like a frenetic last ten minutes. Um, I think we've all seen those games before. It felt like it was about to be one of those. They were getting, they were like their chances weren't that good but they were certainly carving out more chances than we were in the second half. Um, we weren't playing like sh we were not doing shit in the second half. Um, so yeah, it felt like it was coming and uh, Adan, if it weren't really, if it weren't for Adan, who I think was the best player out there, um, they, uh, it could have been a more frenetic sketchier ending than it ended up being with the two, nothing as opposed to if they had scored. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adan, Adan was the, Adan was great. Nuna men's, Overall, not just the goal itself, but I mean, he was solid as well. Um, you know, just overall, I feel like he—he's becoming one of the more consistent performers, which is honestly kind of remarkable. Um, I liked Gonzalez uh, as well, and I thought Nunusans was better than he was in the game against Lask, where I thought he was atrocious. So that was good to see him play a little bit better. Um, but yeah, looking for looking forward to a Palinia debut interested to see how he fits in and uh yeah interested to see who replaces fidel because i'm guessing he'll be out for at least a, a game or two yeah exactly uh dude quick question for you before we sort of transition this into the transfer market um how did you like pot the head of uh of wendell in that position I, I truthfully didn't mind it, uh, and I was, it, but it was actually pretty interesting because Braganza came in and then was playing like on the left, but super narrow, kind of like where Paltz would play if he was playing out on the left, or where Joao Mario would play if they were on the left. Um, but yeah, in the midfield role, that center mid role, I uh, I thought Gonzalez was was pretty good. Um, 
no no complaints there. He was one of the better ones out there. Fox. Matthias Nunes, to be honest, wasn't wasn't bad either. He was obviously like everyone else when they had the ball more. He was better in the first half. Um, but really, really good start to the game by uh, yeah. by him. Definitely his best game in a Spartan shirt, in my opinion. Uh, so far, yeah. Matthias Nunes. Um, after a smeller from uh, against Lask, he really answered back uh, on Portimonis. Um, before we move on to the transfer window, man of the match, mine is Nunu Minch, even though he, he didn't last the 70 minutes. I know, uh, our Braga buddy, uh, David here was, uh, even mentioning, let me see if I can pull it up. He can only play, he can play, uh, he's out of gas by the 60th minute, David says here. So, and which is true, you know, this isn't the first time he's been subbed off in like the 60, 70th minute, but, uh, those 60, 70 minutes that he played, what a kid, what a player. Uh, so that's my man of the match. I don't know. What about you guys? I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Adan, and then I, I'm gonna say um, Nuno Mins as as a close second because he did play really well. This, like Chris said, not just a goal. You know, you know, let that rebound slide into a putback or something like that, and Adan just seems to be well collected enough. Um, and I think he had even. Couple of, uh, a couple moments where like he defended the ball, the ball still got away from him, and he went and still tried very hard to prevent it to go into a corner kick or something like that. So it just shows his awareness and what he's thinking, and you know, very situational um, how he's playing. So to me, I'd give it to Adan. Yeah, yeah, very That's mine as well. That's what we got, Adan. Fair. How about you, Steph? I would say Noon Mens. Sick. Two two then, and. Uh, Fuck you guys. Me and Steph win. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the transfer window then. I know everybody's dying to say uh, to, to get onto it. Um, only one big signing today. I know we were all hopeful for two. Um, as rumors of uh, Slimani and Paulingu, let's be real. Slimani and Paulingu coming to the club uh, were very heavy these last two days. But we only got one. We only got João Mario basically to replace the... Uh, I, I mean, I think to replace the outgoing Wendell, but who knows? I mean, uh, me and Chris were just looking up before the podcast how uh, Joan Mario last season predominantly played on the wings. I, we, we vividly remember that JJ year. Joan Mario was not in the midfield. He was playing on as a right winger. Um, so there is a possibility that he's not even here to replace Wendell. But that being said, of course, our, 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 our Joan Mario is coming back. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Um Christian, I'll start with you first because I normally go with you last. Um, I mean, it's a. Uh, it, I mean, it's not. It's just like it's not. It's not a sign that makes like the the most sense like strategically, but it's it's like it makes enough sense, right? He's a quality player. He seemingly play multiple positions. It's like we'll figure we'll figure it out. You know, I think he'll be able to play both in the in the middle and like the winger has been so narrow the past couple games that. I could easily see him playing as like a narrow winger in the Amorim system. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is kind of surprising that I, it was like two days ago. I didn't think that this would be the uh, the blockbuster signing, but they, yeah. they've tried a couple. I think they tried last year to get him, or they've tried in two windows. I think to get him, mm-hmm. um, it finally, yeah. finally happened. They've also tried in two windows to get Paul Lingle. Maybe third time's a charm. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not, indeed. <laughs> um, Steph, how about you, dude? Seeing as Nando just left us, um, 
Very excited for Jomar to come back. The, the problem is he hasn't played on a regular basis for such a long time, so I don't know exactly. what to expect from him. Uh, but am I excited? Of course, he's one of us. I mean, you don't, you, you're always welcome back, um, our own people. And um, uh, when when we heard he, he potentially could could be going to our neighbor, Befica, yeah. a lot of people were upset about that. Um, uh, I, I'm one of those uh, fans that I get it. That, that's their job. That's their profession. Um, and sometimes it happens, like uh, Otomendi. Uh, he played at Porto, and now he's at Befica. And you can crucify players, um, you know, because they go to a one of the rivals. So I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he came back to Sporting, and I think he'll be um, a a phenomenal player, and he'll 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 be um, his performance will improve. But let's give him some time because he's out of rhythm. Uh, he's not going to just uh, get into the pitch and play phenomenal games from the get-go. And I just hope people are a little bit patient. Uh, I know I was criticizing heavily our team against Lask, but, you know, it's a young team. Uh, and um, it's one of those uh, it, it teams that we might play really well and win against Real Madrid. Well, we're not going to play against them. That's a sure thing. We're we out of the league at all. But, uh, <laughs> but, and then we, we could lose against... Uh, Pas Freires, because uh, being losing start, start losing two nothing against one of those teams with such a young team, it could be decisive. And I don't know if they'd be capable of uh, rebounding back. And I think that's what happened against Lask. But I think I see a lot of potential with our team. And uh, João Mar with his ex experience, he's been gone for four years. He he brings a lot of insight and a lot of different things of what he learned overseas. Uh, but let's give him some time. Yeah, agreed. I'm just going to quickly do my two cents before passing off to Nando. Um, I, I'm 100% with you, Steph. The exact same things. My concern is uh, lack of game time. Me and, me and Christian looked it up. Um, last time he played was in July for mm -hmm. Locomotive Moscow. Um, so he hasn't had a preseason yet. These, last, these next two weeks will at least be his preseason. Um, I doubt we'll see him ahead of Porto, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got subbed on at least. Um, and then, of course, the good things, like you were saying, another good thing is we now have another captain. Even though he's been out of the club for a few years, um, he, he's definitely a figure to look up to. You know, uh, If I'm not mistaken, he's now the second highest transfer um, from, from Sporting, the first now being Bruno Fernandes. Um, so a, a player that um, you know didn't really reach the expectations at Inter, but was still class. He still had his moments. I also think he was really hard done by an Inter by, um, uh, is it Spalletti? I believe it was Spalletti, the bald guy. Uh, didn't really fit into his system. Um, he kind of played him as a cam. That's not really João Mario. João Mario was either deeper or on the wing. Um, so I don't think he was utilized right in Italy. Um, I just hope he, he, he comes to Portugal with that same sort of form that he had um, at West Ham. Because for England and West Ham fans, uh, look up to him in a, in a high regard. You know, he's a he's a class player. So I'm not I'm not mad at the signing. It's a great signing. Um, it, it's a one year loan. I don't know how long he has on his contract with Inter. So hopefully we can somehow get him or keep him. Um, but um, I doubt it. I don't, too, even, I don't even know if there's an option to buy. I don't think there is. I, I doubt it. They usually say if there is. That's why I assume, yeah. it's just like with Boru. I don't believe there is because they haven't mentioned it. 
So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Nando, how about you? What do you think about the magician coming back before you go on to the rest of the, uh, the uh, transfer market? Um, I'm okay with him. I'm okay with him coming back, man. He's uh, what you want to call a Majvalia. You know what I mean? He's one of those players that, like Chris said, they'll figure it out. He's only going to bring positive performances more so than negative performances or bad performances. Um, he does like that right side. He's not a true winger. He did play it more with George Zuz. Um, looking at our current uh, skill set of players in that position, I don't see him being worse than any of them. Uh, I see him being better than the se than several of them. Um, Yo, can, wait, sorry and to cut you off. This idea just popped into my head. Do you think that he could play as like a, the furthest forward in these the false yeah. nine that we've been playing? Like yeah, I, I, I can't even. Can. I don't I think, think so. It's gonna be a clusterfuck because there's really if Sportad is out, like the high, the furthest guy. It's just going to be like Vieto, Tomas. To be fair, I have him maybe I have over Vieto. I 100% have him over Vieto. 100%. I trust Romario making decisions all day over Vieto. I think he has a better shot. I think he's a better passer. I think he's just a better player than Vieto. Um, I think that him coming in, he's 27 years of age, if I'm not mistaken. He has experience. Um, he's in, he was at the last good Sporting team. So yeah. that's more experience there that these players can can hopefully uh, utilize. He's not an old dude. It's not like we're sitting here talking about like I'm on Sparty. Why'd you go bring in an old guy that's going to take a young guy's place? No, he's not. All right, he's he's young. He has lots of soccer ahead of him. It hasn't worked out for him in other leagues. So what? We know what he can do as Sparty. He's done it. Um, I'd much I'd much rather have him as Sparty and seeing him go to Benfica, like Steph said, which was rumored all the time. Um, but. It's not the, the, you know, the, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's not the transfer that I was hoping or that we needed. Um, but it's one of those that I think we'll, we'll, we'll make it work and I think we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Another one. Uh, it was an outgoing departure, a big loss for us. Huge loss for us. Uh, Miguel Luis. Uh, left us on <laughs> It's really random that of all the guys they decided to cut loose today, he's the only one that they cut loose. Yeah, so like, let me go through this. Let me go through this list of uh, players that have just been uh, re-signed to the club. Oh, and but let me just mention Miguel Luis going to Guimarães on a free, but we still own. Is it fifty percent of his pass? Yeah, fifty percent, right? So, um, not lost there, but I highly doubt uh, we'll ever see any fruit from that. But um, so, guys that have come back that we've tried to burn um, as they weren't in uh, the, um, the preseason squad at all, really. Uh, we had Mizic, Mizic, back at Sporting, Rafael Camacho, uh, Tiago Ilori, Bruno Gaspar, Ivanil oh, Fernandes, yeah. Bruno Paulista, Diogo Souza, Gonçalo Costa, and Lumor. The left back. Am I missing anybody? No, that is that's and Renan, good, of that's course. That's a good starting Renan. eleven right there. <clears throat> With Renan in, in, in net. Um so I know people at Sporting won't like this. They've they've clearly shown that that uh, they don't like us talking bad about the administration. But how big of a failure is this in terms of the administration? Because that is one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's nine players. Nine players that they didn't account for. Uh, when this when they started preseason, that they couldn't get off their books. And let's um, be honest, the ones that they were able to offload 
They just kicked the can down the road because they'll be in the exact same position again next summer because they're all just one-year loans that True. they're not going to have the option triggered on. Maybe True. one of them will. Um, I don't think Croton is going to be just impressed so much that they pull trigger. Alaves just amazed by Bataglia's performances or Dumbia, that 10 mil option to buy. Got a feeling yeah, right. is not going to trigger that one. So these guys are all just going to be back and we'll have to do this again. But the problem is, is that of these guys, I mean, some of them are Bruno with good value layovers like Bruno Gespad and um, Matthias Oliveira mm-hmm. is still on the books who went out on loan. Ristovsky, technically. Ristovsky, yeah, Renat. I mean, Naran's a, he's a, he's a, um, what's his Being, name? Um, the guy. Yeah. Um, but obviously the initial, um, the, the finalizing of his pass was, was Verandas. But I mean, a lot of these guys are self-inflicted gunshot wounds is my point. Guys like Dumbia, um, I mean, Diabe, same kind of boat. But like a lot of these guys are just like, they've done it to themselves. You know, Eduardo, you've done it to yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Rena, even Rena. Rena, Ilari. So it's yeah, like oh, Ilari, Ilari so many. Ilari is going to be great. Ilari, you did it me? to yourself, you know? Oh, like, no. There's so many of these guys. I, I have a lot of faith in Ilari. I, I think he's gonna, <laughs> seriously, I think he's going to score at least 20 goals this year. In his own net, or in training, <laughs> in training, sorry, yeah. <laughs> like... Like 20, God, I 20, fucking hate you, Lottie. 20, 22, 22 assists. I mean, yeah. I mean, he I'm might a, play I'm, up top. Who knows? I'm amazed his father didn't come out and he complained that his son is not playing. Poor, yeah. poor, 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 poor <laughs> son. You, you know, I mean, he only makes, I think, three million. Oh, I feel so sorry for him, you know. <laughs> uh, what, what a piece of shit. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's just quickly go through it. So coming in, we had Pedro Gonçalves from Familicão, uh, Tabata from, from um, uh, There's an echo. Huh? There's an oh, echo. Yeah. I don't know if uh, somebody we, would YouTube. We had uh, we had uh, Fidel from uh, from uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting the team. Not Bet- Betis. Betis. Yeah. We had Nuno Santos from Rio Ave. We had Antunes. Um, sorry, actually, before I forget. The one thing, going back on last, and I'll, this will be really quick. The fact that we lost 4-1 and that uh, Francis Gerald and uh, Jelson Dalla almost <laughs> brought Riwav over the line is poetic. Yeah. Poetic. <laughs> I digress. Antunes. We Some had Titanic come music in on a type shit right there. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> we had Antunes come in from a free. Adan come in from Atleti. Uh, we had Pedro Poro on a two-year loan. Of course, João Mario, uh, Bragança coming back from loan. Pelinha coming back from loan from Braga. We out. We um, definitely we had Wendell going to Zenit. Of course, today we had uh, a Quinga going for ten million to Sevilla. Side note: I find it crazy that we sold Wendell for more than a Quinga. That's Twice a joke. Twice as much. Twice as much. Our Quinga debatably, if not. If not the best, if not the second best, the third best player of our team last season, and maybe the past two seasons, Argentinian international, and we got Wendell, uh, uh, a Brazilian Olympian, uh, <laughs> twice as much sold. But anyways, um, Pereira, which is this? Oh, Matheus Pereira, obviously going to West Brom. We had Francis Gerald Jandala going to Rio Ave, as I mentioned. Uh, Miguel Luiz going to Guimarães. Um, Alan Ruiz is off our books. Where did Alan Ruiz go? 
end of contract. Finally Sick. off the books. Amazing. And the legend, right back legend, that is Andres Geraldes, uh going to uh, um, uh, Tel Aviv, right? Oh, no, no. He went to Apoel. He was at Tel Apoel. Aviv last year. Sorry, sorry. But Apoel. he's off the books now, too. We cut it. We released him. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Um, and then, of course, we had Rosier going to uh, Besiktas. We had Matheus Oliveira going to a team in Brazil. I forget which team now. Uh, Palmeiras, Curitiba. I think. Curitiba. Curitiba. Yeah. Curitiba. I knew it was well, a team in I have green. no idea if that team's good or not. I'm guessing not because I haven't really heard too much about them. Curitiba. I don't even remember if they're in the city or city. I think now. they're in the top flight. I okay. Think outside, yeah. Okay. Um, we had Dumbia going to Hueska. Um, we had Diaby going. Where did Dia, um to Getafe? Getafe right? Yeah. Um, Eduardo going to Crotone. Batale going to Alaves. Uh, Leonard Ruiz uh, went to Al. Uh, no. Second division of Spain or third division of Spain, right? Uh, I forgot Al the team now too. Second division of Spain. Yeah, the random team. Alcones or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had obviously um, uh, Pedro Minj going to Almeria. Um, Judge Minj's new project. Clearly. A lot of action is sp- a lot of Spanish action. Yeah, yeah. And Philippe Shabi went to Academica, I believe, right on loan. Yeah, um, on loan. Philippe Shabi's still in the books, boys. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. We'll, we'll resolve them next season. And uh, I mean, just on some side notes, of course, nothing to do with Spartan anymore, but. Jefferson uh, going to Casa de Pia and Bruno um, Cesar going to Penafiel. Um, that to be some been... outstanding mentions. Incredible, really. Boys, so what do we rate our, our transfer window? Because there's a lot of like uh, indecisiveness between Spartan fans. Some thinking we did okay. Some thinking it's going to blow up in our face. Some thinking that we've done really well and we can actually contend. Uh, this season for the uh, for the title, at least you know, saying that we're out of Europe. Um, I'm not asking if we can contend. I'm asking how well do you if you can give a, gr- a letter grade to it, like we did here on uh, on Twitter. And I'll result. I'll, I'll show you guys the results afterwards of what it is so far. What are what is your letter grading of uh, of the transfer market this window? Um, I'll start off and I'll say I think it's a B. I think we got some good players in. We got some young potential players in. We got Nuno Sanchez and Pedro Gonzalez. Pedro Gonzalez, I think, is going to be a baller. Um, uh, the only, the only anger I have towards that uh, that transfer is the fifteen, the fifty percent of the pass. I also understand that there's a lot of complications. That there's a few teams that own that pass. Uh, Wolves being one of them. Um, so I understand that had to be the deal we went for. Um, but still, I'm not I'm not satisfied with the 50%, knowing that or, or having at least a feeling that we're going to sell pot um, in the future for a, for quite a bit of a buck. Also, um, the the basically you paid for the you paid basically his his valuation at for 100% for the 50%. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not thrilled about that. I'm not thrilled about even giving up two players and 4.5 million for a percentage of Nunu Santos. Um, financially, I think we, we fucked up a lot. Um, that's why I think we're, I'm, I'm giving us a C plus to a B minus because I think we brought in some good players. We brought in also some experience in Fidel and Adan, for example. Um, it could have been better. I could have been, I see Porto getting Felipe Anderson this just now on, on loan, a baller. I don't know why West Ham's loaning him out seeing as they're in a relegation battle. Maybe he just wanted to get out of Dodge, but. Uh, he's a baller, for example. I see the transfer window Benfica had, you know, and I compare it to us. I compare it to other teams. I, 
I don't think we did horrible. I think under Verandas, this has been the best window. Of course, you know, hindsight's 50-50, and in a few months I might be saying something else, but um, I think this might be the best window under Verandas, but it's still not still not perfect. Um, how about you guys? What is your what is your opinion on the transfer window, your letter grade? Um, whoever wants to take it, I don't, I don't know who wants to. I'll, I don't have too much to say about it because, honestly, to me, the Joao Mario signing here last minute seemed a little like uh, – seemed like they were reaching for – a flashy signing to appease the Saucers. Um, but I'd give it a C. Um, I think financially it was a, it was a poor transfer uh, market and not a market, but a poor transfer market uh, performance, if you will, um, selling players the way we sold them and the guys we got. And then the comment that I saw uh, Marcus dropping here about how in eight months, I think is what he said, um, really, Uviano Verandas and Ruben Amorim himself really found only one solid player um, that fits Ruben Amorim's scheme, which is, you know, Peña. Um, there's still tons of players that I think we'd all agree we haven't quite found a spot for them on, on, on the pitch where they should play. Uh, I'm not mad at it, at the performance in this market, um, but I'm not confident in it. We're still missing striker. You know what I mean? We're still missing confidence up top so therefore because of that we can't be any better than like you said it a b minus at best um but i'm leaning the c to a low c because i think sporting needed to show that last year's performance we were gonna like go heavy fix the problems bring in the players and the talent whether it's not you know whether it's in-house academy wise or surgical and strategic signings that fit those those holes, and I didn't see them really fit in those holes. I think we just got a bunch of players that kind of all do similar things, um, and that's my concern. True, true. Um, Steph, do you want to take do you want to take this as well? Yeah, I'll take it. Of course. So to me, it's a D uh, because uh, the quality of the players we've gotten, I like it. Um, let's get that that out of the way. Um, it's uh, it was smart to buy players that uh, we can financially afford, but that's why I'm giving a D because it was really bad deals. Um, so people don't forget, uh, Nonsense was on only fifty percent of the pass, if the, if I'm not mistaken. I believe and, so. Yeah. And we gave away two awesome players, Gerald's and uh, uh, Udala. Um, which uh, Dala was not never given a proper chance to to uh, at Sporting. I don't know why it, it beats it beats the shit out of me. Uh, he goes to Rewaves and he scores all kinds of goals, but at Sporting he was never good enough. Um, and then who uh, put a bad deal as well. I'm not talking about the quality of the player. The quality of the player, I recognize that. But the dealing of it, we paid how much? Five million for put. Six point five. Six point five for fifty percent, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it means that when we sell them for twenty, we we only seen ten. Exactly. And, and ten will go to family count. So that's a bad deal, unless they have in uh, in the buying clause that if we if we pay them the if we can buy off the other fifty percent at six point five, the same amount. Then I'm I, I'm still not okay with that. It's way too expensive, so it's a D for me. 
because all the dealing we we've gotten, especially those two players, Fidal, I think it was way too expensive as well. Uh, when when Tunes, I, I think it was for free. Uh, which other ones do we have? Um, Antunes, uh, Fidal, uh, Adan, Adan, um, Poro, Poro, and, and then we paid what eight hundred thousand for signing uh, bonus, signing bonus. Salary, yeah. O, o Poro, that was a good deal, I think. Uh, I think that was a good deal. Um, João Mari was a good deal. I, I was hoping for two year long, actually, not yeah. one year long. But that was a good deal, and. Um, but I give them a D because we still have to offload our many. How long is the list? We're talking about that offline. <laughs> it's it's a it long was list. 80, 71 or eighty players. Yeah, but in, in some, total of our our team squad. But of course, some, some are in the B team. Yeah, got it. No, you, yeah. I'm talking about offloading like plays. They're not on the B team and under twenty three. Nine. It's nine players. Not, okay, so it's not so. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's almost not a whole eleven. Unless, unless you put them in the Russian league, which other league is still open? I know the Russian market is still open until the 17th of this month. I believe the German is open for tomorrow. Okay. I don't, I don't see any of them going to the German league. If we're able to offload these nine players, you know, in the Russian league, German league, and Turkish league, and whatever league is open, hey, then I'm okay with that. But it's nine salaries you have to pay for. So, and they took such a long time. I mean, you had all this fucking time to solve these problems and you wait until the last minute, you know, and uh, that's it. A D for me and, uh, uh, okay, I'll give it a D plus. Let's put it that way. Because, <laughs> because the quality of the players we've gotten, I do like it. I'm not going to say I don't like it because I do. It's, it's just, I like Nonsense. I like, I like Kupot, Gustay do, do Jomari Kvayagora. Uh, Daniel but again said that they're giving him a shot. Um, yeah. I think he has potential. Uh, I think what I miss is better than Neto, uh, but having Neto in, in, in a in a as the fourth uh, center back, it's it's actually a good feeling. Um, I don't like what they do with, with Ritovsky, but it is what it is, and that's it. A D, plus. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm with you too, Steph. How about you, Christian? Yeah, I mean, the deals, like Steph said, are what the problem is. No one's doubting Pot's quality. No one, I mean, maybe some people are doubting Fidal or, or Adan Nunusant. I think that they'd be unwarranted. I think that they're all, you know, decent enough. And the thing is, also, I mean, the first off, the admission that they were hunting Polinho is an admission that they're looking for a striker, right? So they're they failed for the second year in a row to sign any sort of striker. And we're attacking the league with Vieto, Thiago Tumas, Luis Philippe, Sporad on the ropes. Like, it's, it's again, it's like you did the same exact thing again. Um, and it's even crazier, right, when you consider that on the books, this transfer window was a net 20, 20 million net for Sporting. They sold Wendell for 20, Acuna for 10, and Mateus Pereira for 10, right? So that's 40 right there. That's the um, revenue. And then the, the spending is 6.5 plus 5 for Tabata. So that's 11 plus um, Fadal, um, 3. So you've got 14. 
Um, and then, you know, Nunu Sense, the rest, the then signing bonus, all that, maybe one, 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 Porto one. So you've got about like, you know, 16, 17. At the most, it's 20, right? So you've you sold 40, you've brought in 20. And you couldn't get a striker for 2 million. You couldn't find, a, like, how can you not sign two strikers for 2 million each? You know, some guy that you've scouted in the German league, um, some guy who's, who's tearing it up in the Bulgarian league. Um, like that, that to me, that's what scouting is. That is a scouting. When you do that, mm. when you identify players that aren't on a list from George men's right. And then you identify them and then you sign them. Oh, like, Oh, this guy was in Brazil or whatever. Like there, none of that exists anymore. So they were unable to secure a striker because it was plan a is the guy I used to coach. And you mean, thank God we didn't give Braga 20 million today because, oh my God, like it's insane, right? Like there's no creativity. There's no, there's non-existent scouting. So it's like, it's pulling you, pulling you, like Jesus, man, there's other players. Like, holy shit. Like, I mean, that's what drives me crazy. So I I think you nailed it, man. I think you 100% nailed it. Not to just forget, I mean, we're all asking for Slimani today. We bought Slimani for like 200,000 pa- from some random Argenian. I'm not Arginian even asking you to do like, that's, that. That's the level even before that. Even like that's like, scouting. That's scouting like you like like underappreciated assets. Like I'm not even asking yeah. you to do that. I'm just asking you to sign finished products that someone else did in, in lower leagues, you know? And yeah. you can't even do that. So Sporad is the only one, the only one. That they've actually and, he even trust and, signed, and now they want him out after seven months. Like so. that. Maybe we <laughs> sign him just to try to get Paul Legal. <laughs> like, oh my God. I mean, it's it's, it's so you, you me, can't, but I you like can't. pull that off. If your if your transfer your transfer window can is like capped at a B if you are just missing a key addition, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think for the qual if you don't take the, the the deals considerations, just the quality that was injected into the squad. Um, it's a B, B minus B. But if you consider the deals and everything else, it, it knocks it down a lighter grade. You're looking more C minus, you know, D plus territory. So Marco Diaz has an amazing transfer offer to Braga right now. 13 million plus Verandas, plus Zenga, plus Rogério Alves, plus Baltazar, plus uh, Miguel Braga, e pode vir o Paulinho. Negócio do século para o Sporting. 100%, mano. Actually, 3 milhões é demais. Mas... No, it's Think about how much we're... Poop, uh, how much, how many we could just agree with that and just say we don't exactly. owe Ruben Mourinho's money. <laughs> that too. That too. Um, so I'll, I'll, the, on the Twitter, so 7% actually give it an A. 37% give it a B. 36% give it a C. Uh, and then the, the follow-up. How, how many did you, what, what did you say the percentage for A? Nine. Seven. seven. Uh, how many votes? Oh, nine now. Sorry. Let me see. Percent. We had seven. We had uh, over 100 votes, didn't we? Oh, yeah. 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 Had, yeah. yeah. It, it's nuts, man. I don't know if any of the people watching this live right now are one of those that gave A's, but like, how could someone legit sit there and go like, oh, man, we, we knocked every one of those needs out of the ballpark here today, gentlemen. Like what the fuck? <laughs> they could have done wow. another center back signing as well. Um, I, uh, like how exactly. could someone sit there and be like, "That's it, man. That's god damn it. We we're competing now, boys." Yeah, we seemingly crazy. have we seemingly have a decent stockpile of good midfielders now, but 
we only play a system with two midfielders. So it's like the one place where we have depth, we don't even need it. <laughs> Final, exact, finally, we have depth too in the midfield position. And it's even, like, even like, George ah! Zouge, we didn't have depth. And, and we're only playing two. I 100% agree. That's fucked. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I have a lot of faith in uh, uh, Luis Felipe. Coming off an ACL injury. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> this. He's going to come back even sicker than usual, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Sporad. It looks like, I don't know, he's not applying himself in uh, practice. Yeah, it, it seems like he's in it. He seems uninterested. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a Francis Gerald's kind of yeah. vibe right now. It Seems like, like a fuck seven mil we just spent. He was the second top scorer in Liga Europa last year. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, like and and I, and I don't think he's a bad striker. It's it's something that turned off Roman and Mourinho. Yeah, because he was, but even when he did put him in a couple games, he put him in at the wing. He didn't put him in at the highest, the target man. So it's like, Amorim doesn't like him playing target man for some reason, which. I, mean, I, I think it might be the system. I don't think his system no. after a target man. Because even Tiatumaj, like he's a striker, but he's kind of playing on the right. Yeah, and he's just there to like tap in the goal. But is like, not is not the guy you want like creating out wide, dude. Like, Ruben yeah. kind of he kind of slipped, and he did he did admit that uh, either he plays my way mm-hmm. or he goes the highway, and that wasn't a flash interview. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a problem going on, and and, and the problem I, I have with this is you spend X amount of money on these players, and I get it as a coach. I mean, you can give in to everything the players want, but you need to make it work. I mean, that's why it was we paid uh, much nothing yet, but twelve million we supposed to pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we paid like the, we paid that's like key nothing yet, bro. We're gonna pull off the robbery. <laughs> we paid like two point four. <laughs> yeah, we paid two point four of what was supposed to be a ten million buyout that just turned into what fifteen? Fourteen, yeah, it's like fourteen. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like that one. <laughs> nothing now. <laughs> Uh, that's the same price that we pay for Tabata as well because the payment doesn't start till 2022. So yeah. we paid zero for Tabata as well. <laughs> but I'm just doing that to fuck over the next president for yeah, sure. Yeah, we have zero, zero, zero million euros for zero, for 50%. I'll tell him this though. At least that's a decent deal. If you're going to pay for only 50% of a pass, at least pay it in two years. Fuck that shit. We're in financial ruin, and we need to fucking still pay this fucking five million uh, euro debt. It's gonna be fucking it's class. Paulo Pont yeah. asking, uh, "What's Derley and Lietzen doing these days?" <laughs> Anyone else miss Basdos from Richard Nevsh? Yeah, that man, Levzin, and another great deal, Basdos. Yeah, yeah, another one going for free. We we gave him away. Well, I was like six or five or something. Embarrassing these dealings, and that's the problem when you have an uh, amateur president. And um, uh, tell me, what's the pedigree of Ug Vienna? What's his experience to be in charge of a uh, such a big club as? He's really bad at his job. We we could find anybody else. I mean, but come on, you don't you you don't put an amateur dealing with uh, so many so much shades with Verandas. He's uh he's his best friend. Uh, you know, he needed the money. He gave him a job. 
he must be shaving his legs or something. Damn, he's in a pretty important <laughs> position. I mean, do you give your friend that job? Why can't you just make him like uh I don't know, some like bullshit, you know, associate director or something? You gotta make that would him, be Otavio Machado. You gotta give him control of player. Is he a physician or Fernandez? He's a bone doctor. Okay, he could have hooked him up like he could have been with me, could have been a gynecologist or something. Unqualified for that, too. Oh, this a list of football feminina estava resolvido. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. With that being said, sad, yeah. <laughs> also, a, a special mention I forgot to mention it. Uh, Fabio Coentrão also going back to the uh, There he is. That's my man. Yeah. Formerly, um, Steph, I might be putting you on the spot. Um, but I just wanted to quickly mention our, our beach soccer team champions of Portugal today. So, congratulations to them. Um, off the top of your head, maybe some Moodley Dodds, like you're the top Moodley Dodds guy for us. I, I know, I know the question was coming, so I'm ready for that. Oh, perfect, Steph, <laughs> take it away, buddy. <laughs> so, handball sporting one against uh, Jmaya, uh, 34 27 away, so pretty good results. Uh, then, uh, we already spoke about our wonderful uh, soccer team, the A squad. We lost at home 4 1. Against Laska the League Europa, uh, <laughs> then uh, the uh, B team is doing quite well in uh, in the Liga uh, Portuguesa. We won two nothing against Preyens, so that's good. Um, we're showing some consistency, and to better understand that, uh, most of the players came from the under twenty three team, so they kind of know each other quite well. And uh, it's not the second division; it's kind of it's the third division of Portugal, so. But still, a win is a win, and uh, and we we among the first the uh, on top of the the the, the table. The, then Feminino Liga BPE, we won five one away. No uh, So we are in first place with six points together with uh, Sportless Boy Benfica and Braga. I believe they won as well. Uh, the B team for the ladies in the second division, they won 9-1 against Ade Pastage. They have an amazing Pastage, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, football Praia, Masculino. We were champions of Portugal, just like Danny said. Uh, the first game was the, was the toughest one. We won 4-2 against Braga. Uh, Braga has been pretty much destroying our foot, uh, football Praia for... I think four years in a row, last time we won a championship was four years ago. So when we won against Braga, I couldn't believe it. I had to triple check it. And then I checked it on Facebook, check it on Twitter. Then I went on the record and the baller. And I'm like, okay, I think we really won that game. So uh, then the second game was against Shafs. Uh, we won 5-3. Tough game. I didn't know Shafs uh, had such a good team. And then uh, the final game today was against uh, Casa Bifica Lourdes. We won 6-3, and they met as uh, champions of uh, Portugal, finally, four years later. Well-deserved. Uh, Futsal, Seniors Liga Placar. We won 3-2, a tough game against Leões uh, Salvo. Uh, the team had, uh, we sold some key players, and they readjusting. A lot of youth in uh, the Futsal. 
but I have all the confidence in uh, in uh, Nundiš, and I'm pretty sure that uh, the team in no time will regain the rhythm and and will be able to compete against top teams such as uh, Braga, Benfica, and Lyons. Lyons do pass solve they a pretty good team. Okay, Patins, uh, another tough win after the first round. The, the second the second round was against. Uh, Oliverense, a team that's always fighting for the uh, the Portuguese title, we won two one. So that was a good game, very entertaining game. I did watch the game. I was home, uh, and tough game. Oliverense again has a, a really good team. Uh, I, I can see Porto and Benfica uh, struggling against them. So uh, good win for Sporting. Uh, the ladies they smacked Tuchal away thirteen nothing. Good game by the ladies. Uh, tennis de mes, another trophy. We uh, we won the Super Cup, a Super Tasa de Portugal. Uh, 3-1 against GD Toledo. Uh, another great win against uh, from from our uh, um, tennis de mesa. Like like always, they've they've gone uh, used. We've gotten used to them winning all kinds of titles and just another title or again. Uh, so let me see. I'm scrolling down really fast. Uh, seniors, uh, the, we won three nothing uh, against uh, Gimnastica. We won three two against Sporting Espinho. And our ladies uh, for the Portuguese league, both of them, the, both of those games were in the Portuguese league for the men and females again. Portuguese league, they won three one against City Apps, and we won three nothing against Uspelnes. Um, so. Tomorrow we have a couple tough games. Um, the the modalidades. Our volleyball play, plays against Benfica for the Super Cup, uh, and uh, we have a basketball final four. Taça you guys Portugal, should, yeah. yeah, Taça Portugal, which will be Sporting Porto Benfica Guimarães, and I think the tournament starts on the seventh of. I, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. The seventh of this month, uh, yes. Yeah, Sporting contra Vitória Guimarães está marcado para as 18 horas, at 6 p.m. esta quarta-feira. Uh, yep, seven no pavilhão multiuso de, de Odivelas. So yeah, we play, which is our time, 1300, and I think it'll be on Sporting TV. So that's the first game, and uh, hopefully we'll win. Uh, and that's all I have for modalidades. We're doing great in modalidades, so let's keep it up. Yeah. Uh, só uma pergunta sobre as uh, futebol feminino, as pastéis comias? Ok, let's digress. <laughs> um, so, coming up, next, next uh, game after this international break, of course, Portugal plays Spain tomorrow, and we play Sweden, I believe, on the weekend. Right? So Sweden? Sweden? At home, right? Yeah, both games both at the Alvalade. Yeah. With with right, yeah, How with many fans. fans, with fans, five percent. Yeah, I think it's like twenty five hundred or something. The fuck you do with five percent? Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yeah, it's like it's like an experiment. So yeah, let's hope we hear some uh, verandas out. Well, that sounds now. about right for Sparty though. Like once our fans start coming back to the stadium, we we ain't putting more than five percent up in that issue anyway. <laughs> 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 Last season, it seemed like it was only at 5% yeah. capacity. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, when we do come back on the Saturday, I believe it is, we're going to be playing uh, Porto. 
for a Clásico. Let me just quickly go through uh, the incomings of Porto. Uh, of course, they had uh, Ivan Nielsen, Teremeni, or Teremi, I should say, sorry, from Riwav, and Tony Martinez coming in. That's three strikers. Us not even getting one. They got three strikers. Um, they also got Z uh, Zanuzzi from Santa Clara, the left back. They got Carasa, the right back slash center defensive midfielder from uh, Boa Vista. Claudio Ramuz, uh, Tondela's goalkeeper in from a free. Uh, they got Nanu from Maritimu, who actually looks very promising. They actually scored against them on the weekend uh, on their shocking 3-2 loss. Um, and then today they got uh, Mengelar Sar uh, from loan from Chelsea, an up-and-coming center back who, who was killing it at Nice um, just before moving to Chelsea. Um, Felipe Anderson from West Ham, like I mentioned earlier, and Marco uh, Grucci, I think it's, I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, and then, of course, their outgoings, they have a few significant ones. Fabio Silva to Wolves is whatever. Um, mainly, uh, what I want to focus on is Alex Tellez leaving them, Zeluiz and Tikin Suarez leaving them, who was huge for them. Zeluiz at least was big for them last year. Tikin Suarez always scores against Spartans, so it's always good to see him leave. Danilo Pereira going to PSG on loan. I think Suarez um, went to uh, Freddie Montero's old team in China. Yeah, in China, Teji Teda or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also had a Bubakar leave uh, on a free to Beskitas. Um, and in terms of significant players, that's basically it. They had a few other outgoings, um, but they're not really that significant. Boys, how are we How are we viewing this uh, Porto uh Classical. Of course, we're playing at home. Not that it ma matters much anymore um, because, you know, no fans. But still playing a, a, a classical at home. Porto coming off a very bad 3-2 loss against Maritimu, um, which might affect their confidence. But now they at least have two weeks to rest on that. Uh, Spartan coming in at decent form, at least in the league. Um, how are we looking at this? Can we maybe sneak a result? Uh by the way, we play on the 18th on Sunday. It's a Sunday. Sunday. Sorry. At 11 a.m. our time. Do we get fans for that game? I don't think or we only do. for the international. Nothing's been mentioned yet, no, at least. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, well, I'll go first. I think I think we have um, a good – this is the best shot we're going to have to win against Porto. Yeah. Uh, because they sold the Telch. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Danilo. who else? Danilo of Paris Saint Germain, Abubakar, like I was mentioning, Tikin Suarez, Zeluiz. So, so this is the weakest port I've seen for a little while. Uh, when I they say did we... get re good reinforcements, though, but they, they probably won't have time to gel, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, that, and that's and that's what I was just about to say. I don't think they'll have enough time to get to know each other and, and, and the, the lack of rhythm. Well, that's what I'm hoping. That's uh, wishful <laughs> thinking, I guess. So this, I think, I think we'll be more prepared than them. But now they they do have two weeks because of the national team. So says Conceição, unless they've been called by their national national team, and then they won't have any time to prepare for the game. Uh, but you know, we, we we play at home. But like Nando said, it doesn't matter. There's no fans. Um, but I think we. This is the best shot I see of winning against Porto, uh, because I don't think they'll be prepared. So I, I'm going to give it a, uh, a a 55 to 45 to Sporting, percent. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at that. 
Um, what do you guys have to say to that, uh, Christian? What do you think? No, that's. I think that's a good a good assessment. Um, I agree. They they won't be fully prepared. They're probably going to have you know maybe three four new players in the eleven. Uh, they won't maybe. I mean, some of them are leaving on international. I don't know how many of them. Certainly a few. Um, so hopefully they won't. It'll be their first game together. It's at Alvalade. Um, seems set up for one-one uh, tie. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Nando? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll I take agree. It. I'll take a one-one tie too. Uh, yeah, I'll take. I'll take a tie all day, man. Um, I think it's our, it's going to be our best chance at beating Porto this year, assuming the league plays out like we expect it to play out and what we fear it'll play out. Um, one takeaway though, leading into this game, and I'm curious to see, uh, so at the end of the last game, Ruben Amorim had said that, you know, he can't ask for more from his players. Right. And then at the end of the loss that Porto just had, Serge Conceição finally said something that I was dying to hear coach say when they asked him if like their players had to levantar a cabeza and he's like, no, 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 they should have, they should be ashamed they should keep their heads down. In other words, he also said that players that are here and are not doing all they can for the club, they are jugadores of minds and they have to go. So quickly, a huge, obvious difference in mentality between one club and the other. Uh, my fear is that Serge Cosesson uses that and uses that uh, fire that we're, we know he's known for. And Porto just goes into Alvalade and just kind of like lights it up. Um, they have more talent than Sporting does, um, but they did lose. We haven't lost yet, and because it's early, anything can happen. But with that being said, I think it's got all the makings for a tie um, or a Porto win. Unfortunately, I just gotta say it. But 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 I'll be okay with a with a tie of any kind, to be honest. You know. Yeah, and and well said. It shows the difference between uh between their mentality and ours i mentioned this on the last podcast i believe it was the last podcast where i think the biggest failing of sparting in the last 10 15 20 30 years i've been has been our mentality it's been this like weak-minded not winning percent of these games are mental you know yeah 50 percent of successes are whether you believe it um the fact that and i know it's not so much about this game um, but the fact that we are constantly emitting that message that uh, failure is okay if it's not as bad as what we expected it to be. And I think that has uh, happened at Spartan now for well over 20 years in which, hey, yeah. if we don't win the league, but we get very close. If we don't win the league, but Befica didn't win it. If we don't win the league, but we weren't embarrassed and humiliated with losses, you know, so forth and so on. If if we can levantar a cabeza one more time, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how our players, and maybe that's our problem over the years, our players have had to have horrible neck cramps um, just from so many times that we've had to lift our goddamn heads up. <laughs> For this. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, bro. My dad single-handedly, is he'll throw something at the TV every time post-game he hears, we're going to start levantaring right now. We'll finish levantaring by next week. And hopefully we'll, we'll 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 keep it going, dude. It's embarrassing. It's all mental. Um, and I was hoping, and I think you mentioned, like you said in the last podcast, but uh, very infelice, very unfortunate comments from Ruben Amorim. But I was hoping that a coach uh, young like him, 
um, would have more fire in his belly and would emit some form of like disappointment and be more vocal about it. Cause those press conferences are very, very key transitioning from game to game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think Sergio Cosison, whether you like him or don't like him and however we feel about Porto's team, but we know they're talented and somebody commented below that Sergio Cosison is stubborn and he's going to play who he trusts. One thing that I think uh, is very, very obvious is those players are going to fight for Sergio. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I don't feel like Sporting players at this point yet are going to fight and go to war for Ruben Aburi. I don't feel that yeah. way yet, at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm with you. Um, I was going to say, Conceição to me is what I, I wanted or I wished uh, Cilhas was, or I thought at least Cilhas was going to be for Sparta. Yes, Cilhas is going to be like the, the quietest yes man ever. <laughs> yeah, which was disappointing. I thought Cilhas would be more, because at Bilinense, he wasn't a yes man, but he came to Sparta, and I guess yeah, he came over there the higher-ups... Yeah, yep. they made him what he what he is. Um, a quick special mention to my boy uh, Patrick, uh, best friend. Michael says he's a purtista. Yeah, it's Patrick underscore twenty seven twenty seven on Twitter. Follow him if you want a sound purtista to listen to. But I would always tell him every time oh, he I would mention him. like I want uh, Sergio Conceição out. I would always mention, bro, he goes out. Let him come to Sporting, bro, because he's the type of manager we need. That sort of like kill mentality. Is is what Sparta needs. Unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna be the pessimist with you, Dando. Um, as I would love a draw, I would love a draw, and I also agree with Steph. I do think it's 55-45 on our side, um, but I don't I don't see us winning this game. I don't see Sparta rising up to the occasion on big games. I I, I won't believe it until I see it. I who's had a feeling, score? When, bro. Who's gonna score on Pep? Like what? What? Tiago, like Tiago Mas, caralho. He's been on fire. <laughs> is Jack Tomas going to twist him inside With a nice little log. Bro, like, Pep nice is going to scare the kid. <laughs> Pep is going to scare the kid. I think, at least. Every Hopefully game, the problem is going to be who's going to score. That's going to be the problem every time. Uh, Mike uh, Consolio on the chat saying Sapinto was supposed to be that guy. Unfortunately, Sapinto. Sapinto was that guy, though. Sapinto he's not, was he's that not guy sharp probably. tactically, I don't think. I don't he think he's sharp Sapinto's got market. Uh, yeah, English Championship. Barnsley's job just opened up. Sapinto. I think Sapinto was too <laughs> new for the time yeah. being. And let's not forget, Sapinto did take that team to the semifinals of uh, of Europa. We lost yeah, to Atletico Bilbao. No, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember. It could, no, it could, no, it was it was Madrid. It was Madrid. We lost another Bilbao like uh, elimination round two one of those years. No, I think you're right. Actually, I think it was Bilbao to be honest. I think it was uh, he, yeah, he was absolutely in the final. that passionate voice, and those things don't go well with Sporting's elite and Sporting's snobby historic preference of of players and coaches. Yeah. They don't like that. They gotta look good and, and, and fit the fit the uh the status quo that Sporting is constantly looking to uh portray. Yeah. Um listen, anyway, I'm I'm gonna say it's a two one win to Porto. Um and I'm I'll finish it there. Um uh, but hopefully hopefully I'm wrong because I would love nothing more than to rub it into uh my friends' faces. You um, said with, two one to Porto. I think so. Oh, Mildes. First of all, it's 1-2. Two. 
because we'll play one, one two. Game. You're right. My bad. And one second, two. It's not going to be two one to Porto. It's going to be three one to Sporting. Vamos, caralho. Oh. This is the motivation I fucking needed. Tá certo. <laughs> já tá, já tá feito. <laughs> I hope you're right, Steph. I hope you're right. I, I, I'm just, I'm negative. I don't, I, I'll see it when I believe it because this Sporting team, like I was mentioning, I, I don't, I don't see it. Last season, I thought we can get a result against Porto uh, after Porto already had won the league. Nada. We fell short. We looked scared. Again, the same thing against Befica. I thought maybe, okay, last game of the season, the boys can show out. Nada. Lose fourth place. Literally, fourth place what I Braga. Picture, it's the only reason why I'm saying mind. Porto's going to win. It's because of this mentality I think the club has. But, hey, yes, you know, it's a difference. you know those Samoans that do the little dance like in rugby or some shit? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's that crazy shit. Yeah, but like, all black. If you don't know what's coming, it'll literally scare you shitless. Like, I feel like that's Porto walking in to Alvalade and like Spartans players are just like, nah, bruh. Like, I didn't <laughs> sign up for that shit. Like, 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 Pep, one opportunity, like, goes right for the kneecap. And they're like, no, nope, not today. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think Tiago Tomas is going to be scared of Pep if, if Tiago Tomas starts, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, and, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Anyways, let me get these last uh, last comments up on the screen uh, really quickly. Our boy uh, Richard Neves saying Max Silva did well here too, but Bruno ultimately wanted Zuzuz to make a point. That's fair enough. I think uh, that's a good point. And then Jordan B saying Spartan 3-1 versus Port. Let's go. Uh, shout out to Jordan. He's been all over our chat since the start. Uh, shout out to Jordan. 3-1. Great minds, they think alike. I agree. I, I hope you guys are right, bro. <laughs> so, uh, quick special mention and shout out to our chat. Lauren Jenks in the chat as always. Jordan B. I believe that's Jordan Benzincourt. Uh, Michael Cosoglio coming in right now. Nor, uh, Norberto Chaves. Uh, Richard Neves. Uh, your boy Daniel Baldwin. Steph on the, also in the chat. Oh, Mark Diaz. The wiki, the wiki, wiki. <laughs> Marco Diaz in the chat, our Aussie Tuga, Jose Costa, Jorge in the chat. We actually had a, quite a, an active chat today. Our favorite Braga fan. We don't like a lot of you though, but our favorite <laughs> Braga fan, uh, David Pereira. I love Braga fans. But we like him because he's a real Braga fan. He's not Braga and Befica. True, true. We do love David. We do love yeah, David. Most Braga fans are Befica the first size, bro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, before you offend the guy, like <laughs> I'm shouting him out. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, we also had Mysterious Donut <laughs> 7 in the chat, uh, Francisco Valente in the chat, Paul Ponte in the chat. Thank you very much for joining us today, guys. Um, uh, Johnny Sinero, always got to mention New York's finest, was in the chat as well. Um, and I believe that's it. If I'm missing anybody, I do do apologize. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Spartan160 underscore EN. Follow us on Instagram, Spartan160 EN. Potential, potential something coming that way. I always mention it, but I have an idea. Maybe I'll, I'll push through on it next uh, Spartan game. Follow us on YouTube, of course, Spartan160 EN. Uh, SoundCloud as well, Spartan160 EN. Not Snapchat. Not Snapchat. Snapchat. That would be a not new Snapchat. Level. You guys are not that getting my nudes. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe OnlyFans. Facebook. Facebook as well, Spartan160EN. 
um, spread shirt. Can you imagine Sporting 160 OnlyFans? <laughs> that would be ugly. Look at us. <laughs> hey, hey, we got, we got on YouTube, we got a total of 312 followers. Yeah. They're, they're pulling up. Good. Uh, yeah. And last, last podcast was uh, viewed by 356 people, so. Yeah, and, and I, on last podcast as well, obviously it was uh, some other circumstances that showed up, but I want to just a uh, special thank you to everybody who um, who showed up and, and was supporting us throughout Twitter, throughout uh, YouTube, everything like that. We, we do deeply appreciate you guys and your support. We did want to bring you guys, you know, a, a great interview and, and a different perspective, I believe, on, on Sparting that um, I can speak for four of us, at least this side of the world isn't that tuned into. Um, but anyways, that's enough of that. So thank you, but, anyways, for for the support. But a, a, special, a special thank you to uh, Sporting One Sixty Broadcast, Varela and Mariana Freire. They they really they really fought for us. They spoke about us a great deal on their last podcast, and yeah. also Juan took his time to uh, to uh, on his um, little podcast he does every morning for his patrons. Uh, he dedicated. Uh, one one show to us. I don't know if you guys did listen to it, but I did, yeah. and I think that was pretty awesome because they do understand that we got caught in the mix of uh, uh, since we we are Sporting One Sixty En, we kind of we are related to one Sporting One Sixty from Portugal. So lately, they haven't been able to get any any athletes because uh, Sporting uh, Sporting Administration doesn't see doesn't like them so by default they don't like us yeah and it's it's and, just the way it is that's the, the big picture and, and funny enough when we first got the phone call chris can back me up on this the guy answered it uh or when he answered it he he was speaking in portuguese asking if this was uh sporting 160 when sam said he only speaks english he was confused he was like wait isn't this sporting 160 like what's going on here um so but anyways, that's yeah, I mean, just that's just I mean, that. The connection is strong, is what I'm saying here between yeah, Spartan 160 and 160. I wish I was involved in that phone call because I would have explained it to him. You know, like we are affiliated to Spartan 160, but it's in English. But anyway, we we've we've said a lot of shit about Varenda. So who the fuck am I kidding? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But also a shout out to Mike Soilu. They they. Uh, his podcast with Three Duke is a great podcast. You guys should yep. follow it. I always like to recognize other people. Um, For sure. And he's a great sporting guy. Marcus Soyle is a great commentator. Three Tugas. You guys listen to them. Those those guys are pretty good. I love Three Tugas podcast. Yeah, me too. I still podcast. listen to them. Yeah. Right now, my podcasts have been um, has been football no filter, and uh, well, Three Tugas I haven't seen them post anything as of late, but. Uh, that was my shit when they first came out. When I first fell to Three Tugas, that was my shit. I love that podcast. Football, no filter, I got to tell you. Uh, it's a good thing that we're doing it from home because sometimes I want to punch Bruno in the face and George. <laughs> so it's good that we're doing it from home because sometimes I'm very frustrated with them. Last, last week I was on and um, I, I listen. Not so much Bruno, but there was a few comments from... Uh, from um, George. George, listen, George said something about uh, there was a question before we end this. There was a question uh, Is the Lisbon Derby 
uh, still a, a still a, a big derby or what? And I was like, of course, historically, blah, blah, blah. It goes to George, and George is like, of course. Befica Bilinis is always a big game. I wanted to punch my fucking computer screen. Yeah. I love the guy. The guy's a good – he's a good He's a good Befica. He's on my good side. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. No, I like George, too. I'm not going to say I, I don't like him because I, I do like him. But he'll go set Picard. Of course. I love him, though. I love him for that. And then sometimes, you know, I, I know how to fight back to him. He, he doesn't like it when I push his buttons. But he knows how to push my buttons, too. And that's and that's when I tell I tell, oh, Lord, it's such a good thing. I'm in my basement and I'm next to him. <laughs> But that's what makes the podcast good stuff, to be honest with you. It's these picadellas. That's what makes them good. Uh, but anyways, we've rambled, we've rambled on far too long. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Be sure to follow us where you follow us. And, um, yeah, viva 